This episode of Bike Club is brought to you by Core 3 Group. Before we tell you what Core 3 Group is, let's talk about what they are not. Core 3 Group is not a large marketing and branding firm. They're not caught up in layers of people and expensive marketing solutions. They do not push opinions to their clients that don't align with the marketing planning they develop. Core 3 Group is a right-sized marketing and branding consultancy focused on personal attention and growing your businesses. Working with startups to well-established businesses, they are knowledgeable, they listen, and they are responsive. Core 3 Group develops marketing plans and solutions that fit your goals, your scope, and your budget. Dynamic websites, social campaigns, design, creative writing, and product staging are all things that Core 3 Group can do for your business. If you're ready to grow your business, rebrand with a business facelift, or attract and retain clients, it's time to contact Core3 Group. Core3 Group, where everything about your business matters. To learn more, visit www.core3group.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bike Club Podcast, and we apologize for the very long delay in putting out new episodes. Um, the reason for the long delay, long story short, is that we kind of wanted to revamp the podcast to better fit the needs of our listeners. And so what you'll notice is that in these new episodes that we will continue to put out, um, it might not always be two people. It might just be one person talking about current events or doing a client highlight and whatnot um, to get a better understanding of the types of episodes that the, the Bike Club podcast will have and, you know, how we envision the podcast uh, proceeding forward. Take a listen to our trailer um, that you can see on uh, Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, so we encourage you to check out that trailer to see how the episodes will be different going forward. And we hope that you will join us along the ride and enjoy the Bike Club podcast. Welcome back, Bike Club listeners. My name is Antonino Fabrero, and I am the founder and CEO of ATSAP LLC, and I'm your host today on the Bike Club podcast. Today's episode is going to be a very short episode, and we're kind of just going to highlight one of the main questions that we've been getting from a lot of our clients and our new prospective clients. If you've been following the news about a month or two ago, uh, we actually had a, a blog posted about this, but you'll you'll find out that um, there was a lawsuit between Apple and Epic Games. And if you're not familiar with who Apple is, obviously they're the people who make the iPhones, Mac, etc. Um, if you're not familiar who with who Epic is, Epic Games is the software company that creates video games such as Fortnite. And um, the lawsuit kind of happened whenever. Fortnite, when they were on the mobile devices, on the iPhone devices, uh, they have in, in-app purchases. So, you know, users or, or players can purchase, uh, 
coins or I believe what it's called V-Bucks that can essentially um, be used inside the game as currency. Now, the issue was that Apple, in their terms of service and, and their, their policies for whenever a developer submits a um, app to the App Store, the Apple App Store, it's required to use the Apple's in-app purchasing system. And the issue with that is that Apple takes a large percentage. I believe it's 30%. Uh, don't quote me on that. Um, but they take a, a, a large percentage of the revenue via those in-app purchases. So, you know, this affects a lot of developers and a lot of companies because it affects their, their bottom line. And obviously, um, it prevents them from using third-party payment processing systems. Uh, you know, one of the best examples I can give you of this is if you ever signed up for a Netflix account, you'll notice that if you were to make the account on your phone, you actually can't finish setting up the phone or setting up your Netflix account via your iPhone or iPad. Uh, Netflix actually forces you to go to a web browser and continue signing up that way and put in a credit card for the subscription. The reason why they do this is because part of Apple's terms of service, you cannot have a subscription-based product um, on a Apple device uh, that does not use Apple's in-app purchasing system. So obviously Netflix wanted to get around this uh, because they did not want their users or their, their you know, their, their customers to be paying via Apple's in-app purchasing system. They wanted to use their own custom credit custom credit card processing system, you know, to avoid the 30% fee or whatnot. I'm sure there's other business purposes for that. Uh, but Apple was, uh, prevent, pre- prevented them from doing that. And so Netflix kind of navigated and created their own workaround to that. Likewise, Epic Games had a very similar situation in which Apple was forcing them to use their in-app purchasing system and Epic Games was getting upset and aggravated that there were high fees associated with that. Um, and they also had a large percentage of their user base uh, playing on mobile on, on mobile apps such as uh, the iPhone and iPad. So long story short, Epic Games sued Apple and there, there was a lawsuit battle going on about whether or not this was legal or allowed to happen. And uh, long story short, Apple actually lost that lawsuit. Obviously, Apple plans on appealing that, um, but there's actually a a very interesting lawsuit because it does affect our clients directly, not only now, but going forward. Um, so I encourage you to check out the the blog that I wrote on our on our website. Uh, it's called Apple versus Epic: How It Affects Our Clients. And so today's episode of, of of this podcast is going to kind of dive into that a bit deeper to explain how just how much this lawsuit might or might not affect our current clients and our potential clients. So, as I said, basically the gist of the lawsuit was that Apple lost its lawsuit against Epic Games in which a court ruled that Apple cannot stop developers from using payment options outside of the Apple App Store. In other words, the court said that developers can use any type of payment option they like when accepting payments inside of their app that is published on the Apple App Store. Now, this is huge because, as I I just said, companies like Netflix uh, or Epic Games no longer have to create a workaround or use the in-app purchasing system to accept payments in their apps. Um, so, 
The main question we've been getting about this this lawsuit uh, from our clients is, hey, how does this actually affect our current apps? You know, how does this affect our current business? And that's a great question. Unfortunately, the, just because Epic won the Epic Games won the lawsuit, this has not been updated or set in stone in Apple's terms of service. They still require you currently um, to use their in-app purchasing system as they deem necessary per their terms of service. Um, I'm not sure when or if this will ever be updated. I'm not an attorney, but I'd be willing to bet that Apple is going to fight this uh, because this is how they make a ton of a ton of their money off the App Store is through, um, you know, their in-app purchasing system. So they're going to fight this tooth and nail probably to make sure that this gets reversed and that they can they can continue to enforce people to use their in-app purchasing system. So right now, it it in terms of how it affects our clients and potential current client potential new clients coming on it doesn't really affect them at all we're we are still bound as developers to follow the in-app purchasing system guidelines and rules uh, per the apple's terms of service however what i would like to dive into a bit here today is in the event that apple is actually forced to update their uh, terms of service to allow developers to use any type of payment option they would like this is a huge huge benefit to uh, our clients and, uh, and, and ourselves, to be honest, you know, uh, as, as app developers ourselves here at AdsApp. The reason being is because you, you get more freedom. And the biggest freedom is that you can choose any payment processing option you'd like, and you can really cut down on the fees. A 30% fee uh, from Apple is a, is a, a pretty steep fee considering other payment processing systems, uh, such as, you know, just using a credit card or a debit card, you know, tend to have around a 3% fee. Uh, even PayPal, I think is like 3%, a 3% fee. So, you know, a 3% compared to 30% is a huge difference and would really help a lot of, you know, um, small businesses and a lot of the startup companies that we work with kind of, uh, be competitive in the market. You know, if you're, if you think about it this way, if you're starting a new business and your, 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 your new business is a, is a mobile app company and the way you make money and you make revenue is through, um, a subscription model, you know, people have to pay a subscription to use your app. Uh, so think about it that way. If you're a new company and you're entering the market and you're trying to compete with these other big fish and you, you know, you have to charge uh, you, you want to try to maybe undercut your competition or charge less to try to beat out some of your competition as you're entering into the field. And Apple's taking a 30% cut. That's a huge, you know, uh, blow to that startup company. So it'd be nice if they could essentially take, you know, whatever payment option they, they, they would like to use and build that into their, their working model. So I'm, I, you know, I'm trying not to get my personal opinion into this, but my personal opinion is that developers should be able to use whatever payment processing system they like. I understand why Apple does that. I understand how it how it you know works into into Apple's business model. But what I think people aren't realizing is it it really affects the small businesses and the startup companies. Let, let's forget about Epic Games for for a second. I understand why they were, you know, going into the fight trying to um, 
you know, fight Apple on this because they're probably losing a ton of money. But the real people who get hurt here are the, you know, the, the smaller companies that are trying to enter, enter the field, in my opinion, um, for reasons I just mentioned. So, you know, I, I really do think that if Apple was to be more lenient and kind of open up their terms of service to allow for developers to use their own custom payment processing system systems, I think that'd be a huge benefit to our clients. Um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how this lawsuit progresses forward and to see how Apple kind of responds publicly, because I, I, I don't think, I also think the battle that Apple's fighting is not a, not just a lawsuit against Epic games, but the, the feedback from the public and from the developers. Um, you know, the, the app store is uh, a crucial part to Apple's success. You know, one of the reasons why the iPhone is so successful is because of the app store, because the, you know, these developers can, we, as, as developers, we can produce apps, put them onto the app stores and, or the app store and people can download them. And that's, that's a huge benefit to Apple. They're, they're making a ton of money this way. And so if, you know, if you kind of upset the developers, then, you know, this could, this could backfire on Apple. Um, so, you know, I think Apple, Apple is kind of fighting two battles here, you know, obviously the lawsuit against Epic Games and the, you know, kind of the battle with the public to kind of, you know, keep their image, uh, intact. Um, so especially whenever, you know, it seems like Google, the Google Play Store, Google is not kind of, enfor- is not enforcing these types of, uh, restrictions on in-app purchases. So that's another battle that they're fighting as well. So bottom line, if develop, if, if Apple was to be more lenient on their terms of service for the in-app purchasing system, it would greatly benefit our clients. Uh, so obviously here at AdSep, we would like to see that happen, but we're unsure. We're unsure what Apple's going to, de- to do. They change their terms of service all the time. So, you know, I, I can't say for certain that this is going to happen or this is not going to happen, but it's definitely going to be an interesting, um, interesting thing to see going forward to see how this is going to work out. Now, the other thing I want to talk, uh, talk about on today's episode is I don't want it to seem like I'm talking a lot or talking down on Apple's in-app purchasing system. There is a place for it, and it is beneficial to a lot of clients. Uh, the the best advice we give our clients here at Adsep when they're trying when they're trying to decide uh, a business model and how they're going to handle uh, purchases and in you know process payments on a mobile app or on a website, uh, we do oftentimes, especially for the startup companies or the, the companies that don't have a lot of resources on hand when they're first starting out. We do actually suggest Apple's in-app purchasing system. And the reason for that is, you know, part of that 30% fee that Apple takes is they're doing a lot of the grunt work for you. And what I mean by that is what people don't realize when they're starting a, a mobile app business and trying to accept payments through that app is that let's just let me just paint this theoretical example for you. Let's say I'm starting a new business that uh is a streaming service business and it costs $5 a month to uh, access my streaming service. And it's going to be a mobile app and that's how you can access my streaming services through the mobile app. Now let's say Apple lets, let's let you use a third party payment processing system 
for this streaming service. And uh, I have, you know, a thousand users that sign up off right off the bat and they're all paying $5 a month. This is great, but what you, what you don't realize is you have to handle the taxes. You have to handle um, any sort of complaint from a customer. If a customer calls in and says, hey, you know, this, I didn't make this purchase or I want to cancel this, you kind of have to handle all, all those, you know, refunds and, and whatnot. Uh, you know, likewise, um, you, you might have to deal with a credit card company that is, you know, claiming that something's fraudulent and whatnot. So there's a lot of back-end things that you don't think about that if you don't have the resources to kind of handle that to take phone calls and whatnot um, or to remit taxes, it actually is a benefit to use Apple's in-app purchasing system because Apple actually handles all that for you. You know, you're not actually handling any of the money. You know, Apple is just kind of sending you your cut of the profits uh, at the at the end of the month. So, for a lot of startup companies or smaller businesses that we work with as clients, we do often suggest that they do use the in-app purchasing system, uh, despite the high fees. For that reason that I just mentioned, if you don't have the resources to kind of handle the back-end billing processes of your business or or software, then we would suggest that you use the in-app purchasing system. So I don't want to kind of give the impression that the in-app purchasing system is all bad because it's not always all bad. It can actually be beneficial to certain developers and certain startup companies. So So we do recommend it to some of our clients. So with that being said, it's important to remember that every situation uh, is different per client, per business. So it's important to weigh the pros and cons of whether or not to use Apple's in-app purchasing system or to try to go a different route. Um, So just keep that in mind as you go forward. We know this has been a short episode. We wanted to fill you in on the Apple versus Epic lawsuit and how it could potentially affect you and how it's affecting our clients and us here at AtsApp. If you want to learn more, feel free to visit our blog at www.atsapllc.com slash blog. There's a couple articles out there on this lawsuit and how it affects our clients. Thanks again for listening to the Bike Club podcast, and let's build together.